Welcome to the 5x5 Crypto Podcast. Each week, we cover the so what of five key crypto stories in about five minutes. My name is Afo, and I'm interested in crypto. I think you'll enjoy this week's episode. Like and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and Substack. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, it's finally here. Tomorrow is Pi Day. One of my newer traditions is to gorge myself with a variety of pies every 14th of March. I hope you celebrate too. Hopefully, we don't blow up like NFTs have done this week. <laughs> Let's dive in. Number one, NFTs are blowing up. Christie's auctioned 5,000 digital art pieces by Beeple for a record $69 million. This is the third highest sale by a living artist. That's incredible. So what? So you might have only just heard about NFTs, but they've been around since 2012. Like many innovations that seem like an overnight success, the current NFT digital art buzz has been years in the making. Beeple, the artist who is now $69 million richer, he basically created an art piece every day for the past 13 years. I'm inspired by his consistency in honing his craft. Now, the fact that Christie's, the venerable 255-year-old British auction house, hosted the sale speaks to the inroads NFTs have made into the high-end art scene. NFTs will likely prove to be a key gateway for folks to engage with the crypto universe. So the big question is this, what is next? I'm not sure. I think Beeple's success will draw more creators into NFTs and collectors will also pile in too. The NFL is not far behind and I bet companies like Disney and Marvel are trying to figure out ways they can get in on this action too. Next question is, who are the winners? I think the Winklevoss twins, yes, those Winklevoss twins from Facebook, uh, they are well positioned to do well here. They own Nifty Gateway, which is one of the leading marketplaces for NFTs. Now, some analysts estimate this company is now valued at $1 billion. Not bad. So number two, if NFTs are an on-ramp into crypto, payments could be another one. Number two, Binance launches an app for merchant payments. Now, Binance Pay is an app that enables person-to-person payments along the lines of Venmo for crypto. The news is that they now enable users to pay merchants using this app. Now, for some background, Binance is the world's largest crypto exchange. Yes, they're bigger than Coinbase. Binance was founded in China, and it has significant market share in Asia-Pacific. It also has a U.S. subsidiary that is quite popular too. Now, although Binance Pay supports 30 currencies, like including euros, Brazilian real, and Bitcoin, it is not available in the U.S. Boo-hoo! So what? Now, McKinsey and company estimates that the global payments revenue in 2020 was $2.1 trillion dollars. Banks account for almost 40% of this revenue, with the rest occurring to like payment providers. Jeff Bezos famously remarked that your margin is my opportunity. Crypto-enabled payments are faster and cheaper than traditional payments. This year, PayPal plans to enable its 26 million merchants to accept cryptocurrencies. Binance Pay is positioned 
to handle both fiat and crypto and now they've beat PayPal to the punch. The race is on to provide the pipelines for the future of payments. Banks beware. Number three, Akka to set up Bitcoin company. So Akka is a Norwegian conglomerate with over $5 billion annual revenue from oil and gas, maritime, and other business units. Akka is forming a new company called SETI to invest in Bitcoin and other blockchain projects. So what? Kel Roque, the CEO and majority shareholder of Acker, he wrote a 24-page announcement sharing his reasoning and aspirations. Now, Kel shared that he regrets not being an early investor in internet businesses two decades ago. He expects crypto and blockchain applications are another opportunity to reimagine industries. He wants in. I was excited by the thoughtfulness and the vulnerability of Kel's long letter. I think there are great opportunities to build solutions that leverage Acker's existing expertise. Additionally, I was just inspired by a 62-year-old man who wants to keep learning and dive deep into a whole new space. Good on you, man. So that brings us to number four, JP Morgan to launch a fund with indirect Bitcoin exposure. Okay, that was a mouthful. Here's what's happening. JP Morgan is establishing a new fund, which is like a basket of 10 companies, stocks, and each of these companies has some exposure to cryptocurrency. So it includes things like MicroStrategy, which which holds like $5.5 billion worth of Bitcoin, and PayPal, which is committed to supporting crypto payments. So what? Look, the Winklevoss twins of Facebook, yes, they show up again. Uh, they were the first to, to propose a Bitcoin ETF in 2013. They were not approved. Since then, there have been many, many more applications for a Bitcoin ETF. They have not been approved yet. The SEC has not approved any Bitcoin ETF. And a Bitcoin ETF would enable investors to access Bitcoin like a stock. So in lieu of a Bitcoin ETF, JP Morgan has proposed an investment offering made up of this basket of companies with Bitcoin exposure. And the idea is that the performance of these companies would move in sync with Bitcoin. This could prove to be attractive to investors curious about Bitcoin, but unable or unwilling to invest in it. Now, look, I'm not convinced that this basket approach will be as sensitive to the price of Bitcoin as some investors may hope. For instance, like while NVIDIA, they make chips which are used in Bitcoin mining, which is great. The bulk of their business is like selling to customers like Google and Tesla and so on. And so my hypothesis is that it's not going to be that Bitcoin operations are not a big driver of the company's revenue and share price. And I think this logic holds true for many of the other companies on this list. So my thing is this, buyer beware. And I actually think, you know, investors might be better served by going direct to some companies who have more direct exposure to crypto. Argo is an example which is number five. So number five, Argo. Argo acquires 320 acres in West Texas. Argo blockchain is a publicly traded Bitcoin miner. And they've completed the acquisition of 320 acres in West Texas to build a 200 megawatt mining facility sometime in the next 12 months. So what? Bitcoin miners run computers to rapidly solve difficult math problems. 
it's a relatively low margin business. Thus, miners aim to minimize their costs. West Texas has some of the most abundant and low cost supplies of electricity in the country, frankly, in the world too. Argo is committed to powering its mining operations with sustainable energy. It primarily uses hydroelectric supplies for its mines already, but in West Texas, they're aiming to use wind energy. Recently, much has been said about the high energy consumption associated with Bitcoin mining. Argo's operations are an example of low carbon Bitcoin mining. Meanwhile, Kentucky, one of the leading coal producing states in the US, is considering new laws to give Bitcoin miners tax breaks and attract more of those businesses to the state. Here's my take. In general, I think miners like other businesses will seek to minimize their costs by using the cheapest energy available. It is up to the government and policymakers to put in place carbon taxes or other measures to incentivize the use of low carbon solutions. What do you think about that? That's all for this week. Enjoy that pie.